with all of you tonight. God bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Make sure that you are standing strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We are winning. Now, it's just kind of uh, dovetailing off of the last video on the pregame. This is a Jackie Kotkowitz uh, tweet. Inflation hits another new 40-year high under Biden. And you just saw the video that we played in the pregame where all of his experts and Janet Yellen and all the rest of them, you know, whether it's uh, Peppermint Patty, whether it's Joe Biden himself, whoever it may be in the Biden administration, are all saying, you know what? This is going to be transitory. This is going to be temporary. Notice all those videos were from 2021, most of them over a year old. And here we are. This is where we are now. Inflation hits another new 40-year high under Biden. Overall, CPI is plus 9.1% since last year. And under, we all understand that if you actually go to the market right now or to the gas station or try to buy anything online, whatever it may be, you know that it's actually way higher than 9.1%. I can tell you my grocery bill, my gas bill, everything that we're paying for here at the church, whatever it may be, has gone up way more than 9.1%. But here it is, overall CPI 9.1% since last year, up 9.1% from last year. Gas is up 50, gas is up 60%. I mean, this is absolutely economy crushing activity, economy crushing inflation. And most, most presidents wouldn't even dare run again. Most presidents would say nothing about the economy, but the audacity of, of course, the Biden administration, they send out uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre every other day to tell you how great the economy is. Gas is up 60%. Fuel oil is up 100%. Meat, poultry, and fish are up 10%. Milk, 16.4%. Eggs up 33%. Coffee up 15%. New vehicles are up 11%. Airline fares are up 34%. Real average hourly earnings. Remember what they said, all the wage increases? No, the real average hourly earnings are down 3.6%. So imagine you lose 6.3% of your income and what you need to survive every month, what you have to spend every month goes up 40%. That's really where we're at. We're really where we're at. It's not 9.1% inflation. Most of us know it's more along the gas price right there that you see up 60%. Really, everything, all of our expenditures are up somewhere between 25 and 60%. That's what all of us people are actually, are actually experiencing. People like Joe Biden who live behind the walls they don't allow you to have, behind the guns they don't allow you to have, their only income is government income outside of all of his looting of foreign countries through his brother Jim, Jay, Jim Frank, and of course his, his son Hunter, besides all, all those millions that he's got stored up. He just lives on government income. Government income is unaffected by inflation because it has not, he doesn't actually spend anything. So, you know, whether he's got his 50-car caravan that drives around from town to town with, with 100 SUVs while they all go around talking about climate change, well, that has no effect on Joe Biden whatsoever, because he doesn't spend his own money ever. His, one, of his, one of the tax returns that they looked into with Joe Biden, because he's always so happy about that he, the fact that he turned in his tax returns and Trump didn't, which I'm, I'm fully in support of Trump not turning it in. It's nobody's business what you do with your tax returns. But Joe Biden gives like 1% to 2% of his income to charity. That's who these people are. Multi, multi-millionaire, bourgeois, elitist, communist. But that's where we're at. And as I always say, Joe Biden should not be in office. Joe Biden is in office because of COVID-19. Not, not because the plague caused so many people to die but because of the fraudulent response to COVID-19. Anybody, listen, if you act like, you need to understand something. 
And I know that I'm preaching to the choir, so this only applies to maybe a few people that are watching. But if you treat a 99.9% survival virus like it's a 99.9% non-survival virus, you're a liar. No matter what, no matter how you frame it, strap masks on, lock down, take vaccines, pimp and whore vaccines, whatever it may be. If you treat a 99.9% survival virus like a 99.9% non-survival virus, you're a bold-faced liar. I don't care whether you're an evangelical Christian or not. You're a bold-faced liar. And that is why we have Joe Biden in office right now, because the response to COVID-19 caused the fraudulent election. Everybody mailing in ballots, non-traceable ballots, no, no signature verification needed, nothing. Just manifest them in the middle of the night, shut down counting at two o'clock in the morning. Don't open up counting again till eight or nine o'clock in the morning. And lo and behold, all of Trump's gaps were closed. That's very, very funny how that happened in the six, in the six states and the seven cities. That's what happened. And so all these people now that the conservatives that are all, you know, we, we can't stand Biden. I can't believe this horrible stuff. If you caved to COVID, applaud yourself because Joe Biden is your president. Now, if you've repented of caving to COVID, now you're back on our side. If you're pretending like you never caved to COVID and you're just acting like you never did, you're still a Joe Biden supporter. All right, Avi Yemeni video. Now I want to delve deep into this, into the Ray Epps. New Ray Epps stuff has come out today. Most of you, of course, know who Ray Epps is. We all know what he is. He's a government operative planted in the 1-6 protesters to try to stir up violence so that it gives Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff a 1-6 narrative to try to keep Trump out of office in perpetuity and prosecute Trump's political allies and prosecute their political enemies. That's what it's really all about. Avi Yemeni video. Let's just, let's just rewind real quick. Here's the video of what Ray Epps did on 1-5 and 1-6. Play for me, Will. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. What? Tomorrow? I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to say? go. I'll say it. All right. We need to go in. Shut the fuck up, Boomer. To the Capitol. Face right. fed posting? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go into the Capitol. I didn't see that coming. Okay. All right. No, Dave, but one more thing. Yeah, so can we go up there? No? When we go in. Are we going to get arrested if we go up there? Yeah. You don't need to get Did shot. you arrest us all? So many 1-6 protesters are still right now in the D.C. Metro Jail. And think about this. They were arrested back in February of 2021 on misdemeanor charges. And they're still in the D.C. Metro Jail. If they don't get vaccinated, they don't receive medical care. They're not getting proper nutrition, not getting food, not allowed to visit with their relatives, not getting haircuts. And Ray Epps, who did far more than 99.9%, probably 100% of all of the people that are in the D.C. Metro Jail now for over a year, over 100 D.C. protesters are still in there. Ray Epps, who did far more than 100% of all of them, 
has never been charged, has never been questioned by law enforcement, allegedly brought in before the pseudo one six committee. But his, of course, his testimony was, was sequestered. His, his testimony was kept confidential. We don't know what he says, but don't worry. We have Adam Kinzinger and Adam shift and uh, Liz Cheney. Don't worry. They deciphered his testimony for us. Of course. So Ray Epsu has done far more than most, if not everybody inside the D.C. Metro jail right now being charged with different levels of parading on the Capitol. Never been charged, nothing. And started off on the FBI's 10 most wanted list or 10 most wanted to be questioned when it comes to the 1-6 riot, the 1-6 insurrection, mysteriously disappeared off of that list. Not after being arrested, not after being interviewed, just taken off for some reason, starting off on the list and then magically disappeared. Now, new footage has come out that I've never seen before. It was just released today. I believe it was released by Darren J. Beatty. And on the evening of January 6th, here's the new footage. Play it for me. As soon as President Trump is finished speaking, we are going to the Capitol. It's that direction. That's where our true problems lie. President Trump is done speaking. We are going to the Capitol. That's where our problems Okay, folks, we need your help. As soon as President Trump stops speaking, we are going to the Capitol. The Capitol's in that direction. Let people know. Spread the word. So not only is he done more than everybody currently held in the D.C. Metro jail for the 1-6 protest, he is the only one on video saying anything like that. He is the only one on video except for the Antifa protester that was that was supplanted inside the crowd to John L. Sullivan. He he said things like that. He was been arrested, but he's from Antifa. Wonder why he was there. Wonder why he changed into pro-Trump garb. I wonder about the other video that I saw of Antifa members uh, changing into pro-Trump garb. And then, of course, you have Ray Epps here, the only one on video outside of John L. Sullivan. John L. Sullivan wasn't even really urging people. He's just kind of joining in, saying a few urging sort of words. But this man here, Ray Epps, multiple videos now show him urging people to go to the Capitol with a noticeable agenda. He's the only one on video to that extent. And there's only one other that's even marginally comparable. And John L. Sullivan's not being held in the D.C. Metro Jail. Of course, he was released because he's an Antifa member. So he is brown shirt. He's a brown shirt for the Democratic Party. So he doesn't receive justice. The eyes, the eyes of justice are completely blind to John L. Sullivan. And I guess to Ray Epps, who's on video saying all the things that the people held in the D.C. Metro Jail are alleged are in jail for allegedly doing. On to the next one, J- Darren uh, J. Beatty tweet. That's right. The alleged Trump supporter traveled all the way from Arizona, D.C. and didn't even attend Trump's speech. Instead, he spent the evening of January 5th and the morning of the 6th telling people to go to the Capitol. So he, he says, go right to the next one for me, Will, because that explains it more. Darren J. Beatty tweet again. Fewer's New York Times piece. There's a New York Times piece, which I'll get into in just a minute now. A sympathy piece for Ray Epps. We'll get into that in a minute. New York Times wants to now is running interference for Ray Epps because the walls are closing in. So viewers, uh, New York Times piece describes Epps as a Trump supporter. He says Trump, he says Trump traveled to Washington, D.C. to back. Uh, I think he means Epps. Epps traveled to Washington, D.C. to back Mr. Trump and that he took a last minute trip to Washington for Trump's speech about election fraud. The only problem is 
Epps didn't attend, didn't go to Trump's speech. So Epps told in an interview, Epps said he went to DC on one five to go to Trump's speech on one six. The only problem is he, I mean, he packed the balls bags from Arizona. He lives on a ranch in Arizona. No FBI's never raided his ranch, but the FBI has raided, you know, James O'Keefe has raided Rudy Giuliani has raided General Flynn, you know, whoever else we, we could, the, the offices, um, the offices of Republicans, offices of Project Veritas, of course, all of that. Oh, arrested Peter Navarro, arrested Steve Bannon. But yet Ray Epps, who's he? Think about this. Leave this up for me. They've arrested Steve Bannon, arrested him, arrested Peter Navarro for not uh, showing up for their congressional subpoenas from a committee that's illegitimate. So they don't have the right to issue subpoenas, but yet they issued subpoenas. And because Bannon and Navarro didn't go and, and didn't obey those subpoenas because they're using executive privilege, which they have to, they're not allowed to talk about their discussions with the president anyway. So they're rightful. They have to be cleared from executive privilege from Donald J. Trump. But regardless of that, so they've all been arrested. What did, what did Navarro ever say about one six or what did, what did Bannon ever say about one six? Absolutely nothing. But Ray Epps is on video. Now we have, how many videos now do we have him urging people to the Capitol? We, we have him right there. When the barriers, that, those barriers being, being knocked down that you saw on the video, those barriers being knocked down removed people's ability to know whether they're trespassing or not. And then all of those people got, and I'm not talking about the people that initially rushed in because most of the people at Trump's speech, it would have taken them an hour to get to the Capitol. So most people that attended Trump's speech, they were already inside the Capitol before Trump's speech was over. So these people didn't even have any interest in Trump's speech, but yet Epps says that he was going to Trump's speech, but never attended Trump's speech. So he's a bold-faced liar, and that's what he said to this New York Times reporter. But think about that. Those guys have been arrested. Navarro and Bannon have been arrested, and numerous other people, whether it's they want to interview Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, none of them have ever urged anybody to go to the Capitol. But Ray Epps is on video urging people to the Capitol, urging people there, and not only urging them to the Capitol, urging them to go inside the Capitol. He's the only one on video urging anybody to go inside the Capitol, and he's scot-free, nothing, no raid, no cell phone. They didn't, they didn't go, you know, forfeit his cell phone. They didn't confiscate his cell phone, use forfeiture to confiscate his cell phone, nothing. He's just scot-free. And now you have the New York Times is actually putting out a piece defending him. Let's go to the next one for me. Dirty Truth Josh, is that where we're at? Dirty Truth Josh video. Darren Beatty says, the, is that, yeah, the lawyer for Ray Epps he, that Epps retained is a 10-year FBI veteran. Play it for me. I love how the, the lawyer that Open Ray invitation. Epps did actually retain is a, um, if I recall correctly, the lawyer that Ray Epps did uh, retain is a 10-year uh, veteran of the Phoenix FBI field office, the very field office out mm. of which the FBI agents yeah. actually initially denied knowledge that yeah. F, uh, Epps even existed. So look, the bottom line is this. Ray Epps is the smoking gun of the Fedsurrection. If it turns out that Ray Epps was not acting as an authentic participant in this uh, rally or riot, whatever you want to call it, but he got this idea to go into the Capitol from some government agency or intermediate intermediary thereof in one fell swoop the entire dirty corrupt narrative yeah. collapses before our very how many, eyes how many, how many guys how many guys get talk 
So Ray Epps retains an attorney who used to work at the field office in Arizona, the very field office that denied that Ray Epps was an informant. I mean, can it get any more swampish and interwoven than this? Can it be any more really transparent? Ray Epps hires an attorney who's a 10-year veteran of the very field FBI, an FBI, former FBI agent who was a 10-year veteran of the FBI field office in Arizona that denied that Ray Epps was a confidential FBI informant. As my producer Aaron, Aaron just said a moment ago, what do we have here? In-house counsel? That's exactly what the FBI has a Perkins Coie office inside of Perkins Coie. Perkins Coie hired by Fusion Jeep. I mean, Perkins Coie hired Fusion Fusion GPS, hired Christopher Steele, who put out the fake dossier. The FBI is the brown shirt Gestapo for the Democratic Party and nothing and nobody else. And I'm talking about top to bottom rank and file analysts, all of them, because there should be a multitude of whistleblowers coming out. If they weren't corrupt from top to bottom, whistleblowers should be coming out. And there are occasional whistleblowers. Those whistleblowers should keep their jobs coming out of the FBI. There aren't many, but there are a few coming out of the FBI. Let's go to the next one. New York Times. Here's the New York Times uh, Twitter post about their article. Ray Epps was taped before January 6th, urging people to go to the Capitol. Urging people to go into the Capitol. Also, of course, they conveniently leave that out. Then he became the face of a conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. Now, how is it a conspiracy theory? All right, by pro-Trump forces that the FBI was behind the right. How is it a conspiracy theory? Prove to us that it's not. Prove to us that the FBI didn't hire Epps. They don't do any of that, but yet call. If they prove that the FBI didn't hire him on Christopher Ray on the record, that you know you have the same agent that's in charge of the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot that's being destroyed in court, in court who's also in charge of the 1-6 investigation. Very strange, isn't it? where you had FBI agents infiltrating a Facebook group to conjure up a kidnapping plot of Gretchen Whitmer, of whom nobody on earth would ever want to kidnap. So you have that. You have that same agent who's doing that investigation is now in charge of the 1-6 investigation, where you have FBI agents, where you have a spokesman for the FBI who is questioned on Capitol Hill by Senator Ted Cruz, who is Ray Epps? Did you have assets inside the crowd? Did you have assets that were actually initiating criminal acts? Did you have did you have FBI agents in the crowd initiating criminal acts? And the FBI spokesman says that she refuses to answer those questions. Did you have assets instigating crimes? Did you have informants instigating crimes? Did you have agents instigating crimes? Who is Ray Epps? She, refi- she refused to answer any of those questions. She said she couldn't answer any of them. So the so the the New York Times says that this is a conspiracy theory. Tell prove to us under oath testimony from Christopher Ray denying that they had infiltrated that the FBI had initiated crimes, instigated crimes, or at minimum, at minimum infiltrated that crowd with FBI agents and informants. On the they haven't done any of that. The New York Times hasn't questioned the FBI. They have no on the record FBI testimonials. Nothing at all. They they haven't done any on the record on the record interviews of any FBI agents or Christopher Ray or any of his underlings. Absolutely nothing. But yet this is a conspiracy theory. This is the leftist Pravda Goebbels media. That's all that they are. Pro-Trump forces conspiracy theory that pro-Trump forces 
that the FBI was behind the riot. Since then, he's been forced to sell his home and his business and go into hiding. Boo-hoo for Ray Epps. Adam Goldman, who's a writer, go to the next one for me, Will. Adam Goldman, who's also a contributing uh, columnist, or actually columnist, for the New York Times added this. Ray Epps has suffered enormously in the past 10 months as right-wing media figures and Republican politicians have baselessly, again, show us that it's baseless. If you're going to say that it's baseless, then you have to prove that it's baseless. It just it, The Bill Barr method of investigations is not valid. Bill Barr says there was no, there was no, uh, you know, there was no, uh, there was nothing fraudulent about this election. Nothing illegal about the 2020, November 3rd, 2020 election. Did you investigate anything, Bill? No, it's just, there's nothing, there's nothing there. How would you know nothing's there if you didn't investigate? That's, that's, that's the Bill Barr method of investigations, followed by the New York Times, followed by Adam Goldman. I basically described him as a covert government agent who helped to instigate the attack on the Capitol last year. Well, we have film footage that he was instigating. He was instigating people to the Capitol right there when the barricades were taken down, whispered in the ear of the primary person pushing against the Capitol police officers. And Adam and Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney and Adam and Adam Schiff love this guy. Nothing at all. He's the only one on video doing any of those things, but yet they want to arrest Navarro and Bannon for doing absolutely nothing. When you have a guy on tape at the barricades being pushed against, if you notice the Capitol police officers being pushed backwards, probably into that steel pole. But no, no problem when, with it, when it's wraps because, well, we want to know why. I mean, it seems to be obvious, but we want to know why. It's no problem for Ray, Ray Epps to be on video saying and doing all the things that he did. And that it's, it is a major problem that, that Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro did absolutely nothing in regards to 1-6 except for refuse to show up for an illegal subpoena. All right, go to the next one for me. The Columbia Bugle video, right? Is that where we're at? More, of, more on Darren Beattie. Now, here he talks about the New York Times article. Stick with this now. It's about a four-minute video. Play it for me. Just that it was even produced in this fashion. I mean, the chutzpah alone of producing a puff piece on Ray Epps, the only person caught on camera expressing a plan to go into the Capitol in advance, the guy who was right there at the barricades before it happened, the guy who rushed into the restricted ground right after it happened and continued directing the crowd. This is the sole singular person among all of the January 6 rioters that the New York Times decides to write a sympathy puff piece on. And I think if we have a couple minutes, it's worth just going into detail as to the what extent this piece is a monument of journalistic malpractice. Um, by the way, there's a piece white hot <clears throat> right on the top of revolver.news where we go into this extensively. So I'm just providing the highlights here. Number one, the buried lead. The buried lead is that Mr. Epps, this is quoting the piece, also said he regretted sending a text to his nephew well after the violence had erupted in which he discussed how he helped to orchestrate the movements of people who are leaving Trump's speech near the White House by pointing them in the direction of the Capitol. And if you go to the revolver.news piece right now, we have a video compilation that depicts precisely how aggressively he orchestrated this movement. Now, the text in question in this piece, I wonder what exactly he said. How exactly did Ray Epps describe his actions? Did he provide any motivation for his, these actions? What other texts might come up 
that would be additionally damaging to the already dilapidated official narrative regarding Ray Epps and January 6th generally. Number two, um, the whole piece, which is meant to be this rehabilitation piece for Ray Epps, which is bizarre enough, it does not contain a single explicit denial on the part of Epps of any association with military intelligence, the Department of Homeland Security, the Joint Terrorism Task Force, and so forth, or any kind of cutouts or intermediaries thereof. All there is is a reproduction of this bizarre and cryptic emphasis that he never belonged to any law enforcement agency. All of the other agencies I mentioned are not law enforcement, and so that leaves open a lot of different possibilities that are not explicitly denied. Foyer, the author of the piece, does not ask him for a denial. That's kind of weird. You know what's even weirder than that? As I mentioned, Ray Epps was the only guy who was talking about going into the Capitol on January 5th. Alan Foyer, the New York Times guy, the guy who's part of the beat trying to allegedly get to the bottom of January 6th, does he ask Ray Epps, how did it occur to you, this bizarre idea to go into the Capitol, this idea that was so bizarre that when you first presented it to the crowd on January 5th, they immediately thought it was so weird and so incriminating, they started calling you a fed. But you were so committed to this singular idea of going into the Capitol that despite the low buying temperature of the crowd, you persisted and kept directing people to this mission, you followed up on it the morning of January 6th, and you were there right by the barricades as the initial breach occurred. So where did you get that idea, Mr. Epps, of going into the Capitol in the first place? Again, the New York Times piece doesn't bother to ask it. An another, hey, another... Three things on this. First of all, remember that Ray Epps sent a text to his nephew saying, well, you know what, I kind of, uh, where he admits to orchestrating people to the Capitol. This guy's not appearing before the 1-6 committee, but Bannon and Navarro have been arrested. He also, think about this, the New York Times, this foyer, who's a, who allegedly is trying to get to the bottom of the 1-6 uh, you know, the 1-6 riot, the, I don't want to call it, it's just not an insurrection, of course, the 1-6 uh, occurrence, the you know the one thing I don't, I don't like to call it. Any, I have to try to figure out the right word to say to it because I don't I don't believe it's anything any of these things because I believe that it was orchestrated by the by the FBI by the federal government for a specific narrative. It's a blue sort of blue rev, uh, blue revolution. So the one six event, the one six occurrence, the we'll go ahead and just call it one six riots because it's easier to say. He doesn't even ask Epps. He never even asks him. Did you do it? Did you orchestrate it? Never, I mean, if you're trying to get to the bottom of it, you would say, hey, listen, you know, Ray Epps, you know, we know that you've been falsely accused of all of these things. So did you or did you not orchestrate people to enter into the Capitol? He never was asked. Never was asked that question. You know who else will never ask that question? Adam Schiff, uh, Nancy Pelosi, Adam Kinzinger, Liz Cheney. None of them will ever ask that question either because he will not appear at the 1-6th at the one six uh, committee. He won't, he won't appear because he's not been subpoenaed. You know, they'll also never ask Nancy Pelosi why she turned down 30,000 national guard troops. She's not been subpoenaed either. Mariel Bowser hasn't been subpoenaed either for why she turned down 30,000 national guard troops. The, the mayor of DC, Nancy Pelosi, all of Nancy Pelosi's emails have somehow become confidential. 
They're not being brought to the 1-6 committee either, where she spoke to the Capitol Police and the Sergeant at Arms and did absolutely nothing. The Sergeant of Arms for the Senate, very strangely, is now dead. And he was one who stood up and said, you know what, this was not handled correctly. And I don't know why they turned down 30,000 National Guard troops. Suddenly he's dead. Very strange too. Suddenly dead. Unexpectedly dead. Of course, unexpectedly is no longer unexpectedly because everybody's dropping dead from vaccines. And, no, and, and, and the other thing that was never asked, where did you get the idea? Now, you're, here you are, a 60-something-year-old rancher from Arizona who, who flew all the way to D.C. on January 5th to go to Trump's speech on January 6th, but never attended Trump's speech. Where, where did you get the idea to stand there in your semi-military garb on street corners and urge people into and to the Capitol? Where'd you get that idea? Never asked by the New York Times because they don't want to know the answer because they're actually running cover for something that I'm about to show you in a minute. They're running cover and once in the 1-6 committee is running cover. Adam Schiff specifically is running cover for a specific agenda. Let's go to the next one. Now, this is another Darren Beatty video. The very same New York Times that now dismisses conspiracies about Ray Epps refers to Epps. Here it is. It's a New York Times video. This is Darren Beatty. It's not Darren Beatty's video. This is Darren Beatty posting a New York Times video that just exonerated Ray Epps, wants you to boo-hoo over Ray Epps and how his life has been destroyed because he's been called a, you know, being called a government agent, which he is. But his life allegedly has been destroyed. The the people who want you to boo-hoo, want sympathy, peace for him. They themselves, this is a New York Times video in, in it, about Ray Epps refers to refers to Epps in its own definitive do, video documentary as as a rioter for whom storming the Capitol was part of the plot. So the New York Times has just wrote a sympathy piece who just says that it's all conspiracy that Ray Epps could even be remotely involved in this, even though he's on video so, totally and completely involved in this. It's only a conspiracy theory that he's an FBI informant or an FBI agent. He's completely innocent in all of this, but they themselves ran this video. Play it for me. And how for some, storming the Capitol was part of the plan all along. In fact, tomorrow, I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to go, I'll say it. We need to go in to the Capitol. Let's go! That's the New York Times video. They themselves were naming Epps. And now, lo and behold, they're running a sympathy piece for Epps. Why would that be? Because that's what Pravda Media does. That's what Goebbels Media does. They are not media. They are simply propagandists for globalist leftists represented in the United States by the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party are globalist, bourgeois, leftist communists who want communism for you and not for them. But that's who, that's who they represent. They're, they're gaslighting for them. They're covering for a specific agenda. What is that specific agenda? It was outlined on Tucker Carlson with an interview between Tucker Carlson and Julie Kelly. Play it for me. When ideologues get power, they waste no time. Their aggression has no limits. They change as much as they can, as quickly as they can, while they have power. That's what's happening right now. That's why it's so hard to keep up with everything that's changing. Here's a story you probably haven't heard. Adam Schiff, congressman from California, now proposing an amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act that would hide any information collected by the U.S. military for use in congressional investigations. That would include information about Afghanistan, vaccine mandates, and January 6th. Now, why would the U.S. military be collecting information about January 6th? Huh? 
not really their job. But that would include information about, for example, Ray Epps, the mysterious man who urged people to storm the Capitol on January 5th and 6th and has never been indicted. Really? And just in case you already had suspicions about Ray Epps, you should know there was a glowing profile of him today in the New York Times. The title of the piece was how Ray Epps became the victim of a January 6th conspiracy theory. This guy was on camera repeatedly telling people to storm the Capitol. A lot of other people who did that are still in jail. But Ray Epps is not. But it's a conspiracy theory. No one has covered this story more faithfully, more precisely, more doggedly than Julie Kelly. She's the author of January 6th, How the Democrats Used the Capitol Protest to Launch a War on Terror Against the Political Right. Julie Kelly joins us now. Julie, thanks so much for coming on. So first to this at this amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act, I think the vote's tomorrow, by Adam Schiff. What, what is this exactly? Well, you know, since Adam Schiff's name is attached to it, that it's nothing good. It's not like he is a transparency champion for good government. He is a cover-up artist for bad government. So to your point, what this means is that he is trying to stick this into this massive bill that will enable the Department of Defense under Joe Biden to conceal information collected related to really anything that the Defense Department has been involved in, especially related to domestic law enforcement, which we know is already unlawful. So this is very sketchy. Uh, I've talked to military experts, including attorneys. They're not sure what this means, uh, but we know since, as I said, with Adam Schiff's name attached to it, uh, it can be up to no good except to act in service to cover up things that the American public deserve to know. The U.S. military is not allowed to be involved in any way, even in the most minor way, involved in domestic politics, period, ever, under no circumstances. So this suggests the U.S. military under Joe Biden is involved in domestic politics. Well, we also know, Tucker, from reporting by Newsweek, uh, a bombshell article earlier this year that said that military assets were involved in January 6th, even leading up to the events of January 6th. What was the military doing? Uh, they can't collect domestic intelligence. They can't, as you just said, act as local cops or law enforcement. So what were these military assets doing? Um, and we know that the military was fully hostile to Donald Trump. His own military leaders, including uh, Mark Milley, were completely hostile to the president at that point. So this looks like a way to obscure materials, documents, records, communications from any congressional inquiry. Um, it also relates to criminal ongoing criminal proceedings, which could relate to January 6th prosecutions. Yeah. So it did pass and it, it is embedded in this uh, in this massive bill. Hopefully Republicans will uh, do some more digging and ask what this is all about. So there you go. Now, what this is, is part of an omnibus bill snuck in by Adam Schiff, where we'll, basically there's an amendment to this bill. So that the amendment is it will keep the amendment is to stipulate that all military domestic actions, namely in the area of law enforcement. Let's make sure that we understand this. The military is not allowed to engage in law enforcement ac actions on the continental United States of America. Not allowed. They're not allowed to be involved in any political actions whatsoever. So why this is even needed, we need to ask. For, of course, it's, it's all illegal and unconstitutional. But why is Adam Schiff 
the biggest liar in Congress, really, really the biggest, the, the most prolific liar in American political history. Why is he amending a bill? A bill has nothing to do with the military. You know, it probably has to do with, you know, various domestic actions on, on taxes, on prices, on drilling, on whatever it may be. And lo and behold, Adam Schiff amends the bill so that all military actions will now be de- on, done on the continental United States of America. Domestic military actions, which are very, should be very few and far between, should never involve politics, should never involve, involve law enforcement. But those actions of the military will suddenly be concealed by law. Never in before in the history of America, just like we've never seen gas prices like we've seen now, never seen an open border like we've seen now, never seen Russia invade Ukraine since World War II. And all these things have never happened before. Now we have, for the first time in history, a congressman, a sitting congressman from, of course, Northern California, Adam Schiff, putting in an amendment to a bill where, you, where the military's action actions that are done domestically will now be considered concealed will now be considered confidential and will be sealed slash concealed. Why would they do that? And why, and lo and behold, who comes to their rescue? Who comes to their defense? Here comes the New York Times with their fluff piece about Ray Epps that we've already covered at nauseum. And this, of course, will also affect January 6th. Why are they doing this? Because you had the military was having numerous communications with the Trump administration. That will all be concealed. So all of the covert Democratic Party operatives like Mark Milley, who Mark Milley, the most galactic idiot on the planet, said Com Commander McKenzie, all the rest of the idiots from Afghanistan that ran the Afghanistan debacle and are currently running the vaccine debacle inside of the United States military, where we have our military, uh, all ailments in the military up 300 to 1600 percent in one year because of the vaccines all run by Mark Milley, Mark Milley, McKenzie, Lloyd Austin, all the rest of the galactic idiots under the Biden administration. Some of them leftovers from the Trump administration. Why Trump ever didn't, why, why Trump ever allowed Mr. I'm white and I want to understand white rage, Mark Milley, why he ever, ever kept anybody like this in his administration is beyond me. And if he doesn't change it, he's not going to be reelected. And if he is reelected, he's just going to be impeached again over and over and over again by the same entrenched establishment, deep state operatives that are in D.C., and so all of this, will, so again, what's, what's the bottom line? Why do they want to do this? Because all of the hearings that I repeat must take place in January of 2023. The, the, the hearings start the moment that the new Congress is sworn in, which will be hugely read. The new Senate is sworn in that will be hugely read. The hearings start then. No, listen, all of you, all of you good time Slap on the back Christians out there that might be watching. Let bygones be bygones and you're going to be victimized over and over and over again. Anita Hill goes to Christine Blasey Ford, goes to Cassidy Hutcherson. Same things over and over and over again until you allow justice to apply. Scripture does not tell us to not allow justice to apply. They need to be held accountable. The reason why Adam Schiff is doing this is because he's trying to conceal evidence he's trying to conceal things that are of evidentiary value that's why he's doing it he's trying to get ahead of the hearings of which his own criminality may be revealed and he turned over congressmen he 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 actually proffered false subpoenas to get phone records of congressmen and women Devin Nunez being one of them 
Those things all need to be brought to light. It's not, <laughs> let, let bygones be bygones. We're just going to go ahead and you know, institute a new red agenda. No, everything needs to be taken care of. Fauci needs to be in congressional hearings under oath. Christopher Ray needs to be under oath. Francis Collins needs to be under oath. Deborah Burks needs to be under oath. Hillary Clinton needs to be under oath. We don't need to forget about Hillary Clinton either, either in her 30,000 deleted, deleted emails. Robert Mueller needs to be under oath. Andrew McCabe needs to be under oath. Andrew Comey needs to be under oath. We can do two things at once. They're like, well, then all you're going to be is sort of a, you know, a, you know, administrative trial state. No, fine. All you're going to do is have hearings. No, you know what? You can chew gum and walk at the same time. You can legislate and hold hearings at the same time. You see, you have the Judiciary Committee that will be run by Jim Jordan. He can do all of this. He can take care of it. He can waltz over and click whatever votes he needs to vote on. If two things can be done at the same time. All of these people need to be held to account. The people that have killed people from vaccines, the people who have killed people from withholding valid, perfect treatment for COVID-19, monoclonotherapies, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, purposely held from people to purposely kill them so that people will take a vaccine that doesn't work. All of these people need to be held to account. All right, where am I? Chuck Cholesterol tweet, switching subjects, going back, going to Uvalde. Oh, I thought this is just, you know, this is all, no, just the videos just keep coming out. See, like unlike in DC, where you have 14,000 hours worth of one six footage footage that is being held by the FBI, being sequestered by the FBI for, for absolutely no reason whatsoever. And all of that's going to be coming out, which is what that, that's another thing that Adam Schiff is trying to hide. Of course, he doesn't want you're going to see on the 14,000 hours. Why would you if you were somebody who wanted to get to the bottom of the truth? Why would you withhold video evidence? If that's the truth and that's what you care about, why would you withhold it? It's because you're not about trying to get to the truth. You're trying to get to a specific outcome that is the opposite of the truth. Therefore, you are holding that which is the truth away from everybody, i.e. videotapes. But here in Uvalde, in Uvalde, Texas, they're not doing that. Somebody released video evidence to a local TV station. Breaking report, leaked video footage, leaked footage shows clearly cowardice action in Uvalde, Texas. 17 officers ran away from gunmen. In one stop for hand sanitizer, <laughs> as he sprayed 10, 100 rounds into two classrooms full of kids, and they spent. Now this confirms it. There was leave this up for me. This confirms it. There was lots of different reports about how long the cops sat, sat there. The cops sat there. Total from response time. The local cops never did a daggum thing. Uvalde PD or any Texas cop didn't do a daggum thing. CBP came in and do it, which breaks my heart because the feds had to come in. I'm local law enforcement. Local law enforcement is way better than way better than federal law enforcement. That's just the truth because there's no politics behind it on most occasions. Not thrilled about how many police departments and sheriff's offices handled COVID. Not listen. I'm I'm an equal opportunity offender. The truth is the truth. Cops sucked during COVID. That's the truth. But on the whole, of course, I support cops because I'm not of the antichrist spirit. The antichrist spirit is lawless. So I like cops because they are of the law. They're more like Jesus than lawless than the lawless antichrist spirit, of course. But it doesn't mean that I think cops are, are perfect. And it breaks my heart because, again, like I was about to say, there's been various uh, interpretations of how long cops sat there. They responded in two minutes. 
And they sat there for 75 minutes after being there for two minutes. They did absolutely nothing until two two Border Patrol agents went in and shot and killed the suspect. Uvalde cops were standing there doing absolutely nothing except tackling parents who are trying to get into the school to save their own kids. The Uvalde cops were great at that. Let's give credit where credit is due. The Uvalde cops were great at tackling people to the ground and putting them into custody. The ones who were actually trying to resolve the situation, even at their own life's peril. The cops, the Uvalde cops were great at standing around under shade trees. They were great at looking tactical. We got that. And again, I was a cop for 25 years, 1992 to 2017. I know you guys hear me say that all the time, but there's new people watching. I love the cops, Sarasota County Sheriff's Office. You can just Google my name right now, Tom Lipley, to verify it. That's where I was for 25 years, 1992 to 2017. I love cops. Love the cops. However, when the cops are, because you see, I have principles. If you are an unprincipled, then you support the cops no matter what they do, right or wrong. That's an unprincipled person. That's a member of the Democratic Party that no matter what the Democratic Party does, the Democratic Party could become puppy haters. And all the Democrats would simply conform to being a puppy hater because that's what Democrats do. If you're a principled person, you go, the Republicans are doing this right and the Republicans are doing this wrong. If you're, not, if you're a principled person, you say that Trump does this right, Trump does that wrong. You're, you're, you know, Trump sucked when it came to the debt. Trump, Trump sucked when it came to COVID and vaccines. Sucked. Bad. Is he still way better than Hillary? Of course. Of course, it'd be like saying, is Ron DeSantis, you know, better than any other Democrat that they could run, better than Andrew Gillum or any other Democrat they could run? Of course he's better. And DeSantis is actually hard to find where he did anything wrong so far. But if he does, we'll point it out. And listen, I don't do everything right either. And people point out where I missed the boat. But here in Uvalde, this is a big miss. When you're standing around in the hallway for 77 minutes during active gunfire, where you've already, you know the suspects in the building executing 19 children and teachers, 20, over 19 kids and then more that were adults, 21 people in total, and you just stand there doing nothing, putting hand You know why the guy was probably putting hand sanitizer on his hands? I got the video I'll show it to you. Wonder, wonder why? Because he probably considers COVID to be more of an existential threat than gunfire because of how he's been propagandized. All right, well, here's the video. The video is from Red Apple Media. Play it for me, Will. Hey guys, what I want, how you doing? That wasn't the right video I wanted you to see. It was the hand sanitizer one. It's not your fault, it's mine. Um, I had another video. See if you can find it, Aaron. It's all over the place. It's the one where they actually get there and respond. And it's not, it doesn't, it actually has sound. It was me. I put the wrong video on there. But anyway, so we'll just go over this. I'll see if my magic producer, Aaron, can actually find it. It is all over Twitter. If you do find it, let me know. Check it to see if at all possible, see if it has audio. And I know most of you have already seen it, but I'll just go over what we have here. Side by side that with me, if you can, real quick, guys. Just a still photo. Just a, oh, man. There, okay. Well, never mind. I wanted to, never mind. Yeah, just leave that right there. Perfect. 77 minutes. So there you go. Now, they responded after two minutes. So in a total, it's either 77 total minutes or 79 total minutes. I don't know whether it's 77 minutes after the two minutes response or that includes the two minutes response time. So we'll just use 77 minutes after the cops responded. 
is when they finally actually took action. And none of these cops actually, none of these cops actually took action ever, including a cop whose own wife was executed in the building that he knew was there. He didn't do a daggum thing. You had a child who called 911 three times documenting the event until she was shot to death and none of these idiots did one thing and i say that as a retired sheriff's deputy from the sarasota county sheriff's office idiots idiots cowards and idiots you run to the gunfire as a cop what happened to uvalde's training have they ever done i we did training at the credit to the sarasota county sheriff's office training section and to the sheriff at the time Tom Knight, the current sheriff right now, Kurt Hoffman, credit to them all because we've done the training and we certainly weren't trained to get hand sanitizer on our hands while there's AR rounds being fired at children in a concealed environment. You know, apples in a barrel, fish in a barrel. The cops do absolutely nothing. There's no way to defend any of this. If I could, and they're cops and there was some sort of reason, I would give that side of the argument. There is nothing there's nothing there's no way to defend it all right let's move on to vax aaron if you find it let me know rodney howard brown video hospital admissions hit six month highs as 95 plus percent fully vaccinated australian australia battles new COVID wave play for me hospital admissions have reached their highest levels in six months as australia battles a new COVID wave the federal government is warning we're still in the grips of a very serious pandemic as it expands the eligibility for potentially life-saving treatments. Code red at the Royal Melbourne Hospital overnight. Ambulances were forced to park outside with no room in the emergency department. We now have our seventh code red this year and that is outrageous. It's a similar scene everywhere as increased COVID and flu infections push hospitals to the brink. We're seeing around 300 people every week lose their life. This is still a very serious pandemic. Just yesterday, there were 4,000 hospital admissions across the country. New South Wales ahead by a huge margin, Queensland coming in second. There were 76 deaths, including 33 in New South Wales and 20 in Victoria. Do the numbers tell us that we are at the beginning of this third wave? Yes, they do. Um, so we're seeing the numbers expanding uh, and so there you go. I could let the video go on, but we don't need it. So they're having, obviously, hospital admissions hit six-month highs. 95% of those being hospitalized are fully vaccinated. So let's, let's break this down for just a minute. This is Australia, where 90-plus percent of their population is fully vaccinated, high percentage of them boosted, and now they're having a giant COVID wave. Now what they will say is, you know what? Now we need round four of the boosters. Now, round one didn't work, round two didn't work, round three didn't work. And they'll say, well, no, they work because during that time we didn't. No, no, that's not what you promised. During that time, they seemed to stop COVID. They, first of all, they never did stop COVID. It all just depends on how you count the numbers. I don't have time to get into that. But they never did stop COVID. Well, they'll say during that time, it stopped COVID. It didn't. They're gonna, it, 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 what they're doing now is now they're having a giant wave. What you have to look at is you promised. What you promised was the vaccine ends COVID. We could show the videos, whether it's Fauci, Rachel Maddow, Rochelle Walensky, officials from Australia. The vaccine stops transmission and infection is what you promised and obviously isn't doing that. 
So that's part one. So your lockdowns didn't work. It wasn't just lockdowns to keep COVID at bay for a, for a while. It was for zero COVID. That's Australia under Scott Morrison at the time, Jacinda Ardern to this day in New Zealand, zero COVID. So your lockdowns and then couple with vaccines along with masking, along with social distancing, along with alcohol gel stations and, and, and uh, whatever other stupid measures that mask wearing. It wasn't a promise that this is going to temporarily keep COVID at bay. No, they said, we're going to do these things coupled with the vaccines extinguishes COVID for forever, for life. That obviously didn't work. Now they're having a massive wave. Now, is there any introspection? The lockdowns didn't work. Masking didn't work. Quarantining didn't work. Building quarantine camps didn't work. Vaccine mandates didn't work. Vaccine mandates where, you know, they, they mandate you to get a vaccine. You can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without it because they don't want you to spread they don't want you to spread COVID. They don't want you to transmit COVID using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission. Of course, making no sense whatsoever. As usual, all leftist, globalist, communist propaganda items don't make sense. If anybody just takes two seconds to look at them. So none of their activities worked because here they are with a massive COVID wave. Now I'm going to break this down to a couple sections here. So first of all, is there any emissions that their promises didn't work? No, not only are they not saying that, they're instituting them again. It didn't work. Now they're having a massive wave after all of their mitigations, after the things that they said would bring their country to zero COVID didn't work. They're going to do the exact same things again. These people are all triple vaccinated, getting COVID again, filling the hospitals. And then what are they going to tell them to do? Get a fourth jab. Now let's break it down even more. So why, why are their hospitals being filled with COVID patients when 92% of Australia is fully vaccinated, but their hospitals are being filled. Now think about how this, this absolutely rivets to the core, the entire COVID narrative that 99.9% of Christians cave to. And 99.9% of those never said they were wrong to this day have not said they're wrong. Still, they're still not saying anything at church is preaching another message about love. So why are, why are their hospitals being filled with COVID patients? And by the way, these people do have COVID. They have COVID. Why? Omicron, whether it's BA5, BA4, that's the latest variant. It's all Omicron, which is described in actual medical journals as, here's the, here's the symptoms, ready? The symptoms are a sore throat and sniffles. Sniffles. That's the, that, that's the, that's the symptoms. Sore, fro- sore throat and sniffles for Omicron. If you were to catch Omicron because you're not binding and loosing like you should, Matthew 16, 19, but if you were to catch it and you're unvaccinated, you'd get sniffles and a sore throat at worst. If you ever even know that you got it because 76% of people who catch COVID never know they have it. If they test positive, I've been watching the tour de France and they keep kicking out all these bicycle riders for testing positive for COVID who'd have no chance of hospitalization, no chance of death, no chance of transmitting it to anybody, but they still kick them out anyway for what? They let, them, they let them all bike with the flu, let them all bike with, with, with colds, but yet kick them out for, again, for COVID-19. Again, pretending like a virus that's 99.9% survival is 99.9% non-survival is bold-faced lies. And if you do it as a Christian, you're a liar. If you do it as a pastor, you're a liar. So why in Australia, why in Australia are there hospitals being filled with fully vaccinated people who actually do have covid because that's the plan to perpetuate COVID 
to usher in control, to usher, usher you in, leverage you into a one world commerce system using vaccine passports and other mandates where you can't buy groceries unless you take the vax because the vax qualifies you to get the green pass, which all you gotta do is swipe that and you get your groceries. That's the point of it all. It's been the point of it all from day one. People who can smell sulfur from the pit of hell knew it back in March of 2020. Sadly, 99.9% of Christianity didn't know because 99% of Christianity follows their own version of Jesus and not the Bible. So again, why are these hospitals? Like Tom, get to the point. I can't. It's just who I am. Why are, why are the hospitals being filled? 95% of the patients inside of these hospitals are fully vaccinated in Australia, a country that's 90%, 92% vaccinated. Why? Because it's part of the plan. They have ADE. They have antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. Please watch Robert W. Malone. Watch Charles Hoff. Watch Ryan Cole. Simone Gold. Watch these people who are world-acclaimed physicians until they spoke the truth about COVID. And then, of course, we're disenfranchised, banned from everything. We're just rejected by the medical community. The medical community that's just following protocols, not actually following what that which is true because protocols involve money. It's being filled because these people have, these hospitals are being filled in Australia of fully vaccinated people, the very mild, mild for you, mild for the unvaccinated, but not mild for the vaccinated. BA5, BA4, extremely mild variants of COVID-19. But again, see, I mean, I could spend all night on this. That's the plan. Because they, listen, I, mean, I, I could just deep dive. I'm going to deep dive. Here we go. Listen, here's how it works. They know that, see, for a virus, a virus's plan is not to kill the host. The virus's plan is to mutate into being a less virulent virus so that it can live and that the host will live. Viruses always mutate to a less virulent version of their original selves. Now, if you are somebody who's very evil and wants to lower the Earth's population using vaccines, Ted Talk Bill Gates, how would you do that? How would you keep COVID alive, so to speak? How would you keep COVID as a headline in the news? You have to lower everybody's immune systems or eliminate people's immune systems. So very mild, mild uh, mutations of the virus are not mild to them. Does that make sense to everybody? Okay. It makes sense, right? Hope's not paying attention. So my wife's not paying attention, but so that's what they're doing. And it keeps it going, keeps the narrative going. Now, none of these people, and then they're going to tell them to take it again. So the next more mild variant is not mild to the fifth quadruple quintuple vaxxed. So it just keeps it going. People should not be in the hospital from BA four or BA five. But they are because they have no immune system. And by the way, Australia's hospitals were being overrun long before the latest COVID wave with what? Pulmonary embolisms and heart problems brought on by a mystery. You know, they're having an epidemic of SADS in Australia, sudden adult death syndrome. Just suddenly all these people are dropping dead. Didn't happen. Strange. Didn't happen in 2020. Even with the plague. Didn't happen in 1918, but lo and behold, it started to happen in 2021 and has now spread very uh, vigorously into 2022. Strange, isn't it? 
What, what is the difference between all other years and the creation of SADS? Prior to SADS, there was no vaccine. Prior to an increase in all maladies in the United States military, according to DMED, there was only one, you know, you, according, according to DMED, 300% to 1,600% in all maladies in the United States military starting in 2021. Strange, isn't it? Strange. And that's exactly what is happening in Australia. Okay, my producer Aaron found, I don't mean to shift back and then we're going to come right back to vaccines. Here's the video that I wanted you to see out of Uvalde. Play it for me. situation because they're a bunch of bull-faced cowards thank goodness at some point the border patrol showed up who for some reason are a more legitimate law enforcement agency than the uvalde police department or whatever they call themselves i'm not going to go back into it in nauseam because i've already screamed at you enough over it but there it was all right back to vaccines and a breeze video i can't quite believe i'm watching this published at 8 p.m today mark stein video play for me show if you watch other tv stations if you listen to other radio stations if you go on social media the people in this room with me tonight do not exist in fact as you can say see they're real they're flesh and blood they are your fellow citizens and they represent hundreds of thousands of other people in every corner of these islands and millions more around the globe. Yet if they post on Twitter, if they post on Facebook, they are labeled as misleading, as disinformation and as fake news. These people are not in the least bit fake. They are victims of the COVID vaccines. Some of them have lost husbands, have lost parents, have lost children to these vaccines. Others among us are now chronically injured. They can't work, they can't drive, uh, they're faced with the prospect of having to sell their homes in order to pay medical bills. They're real and they have been shamefully treated uh, not only by the state, and by that I don't just mean the Queen's ministers, but Her Very Majesty herself told these people that we should all take the vaccine. Then we have the media uh, who have just ignored this story. I don't just mean the pom-pom girls of Good Morning Britain that you would expect 
uh, to be content to serve as propagandists, but the so-called butch boys, like Kevin O'Sullivan, to his shame at talk radio, who dismissed these people as yesterday's news. Uh, they're not yesterday's news. They're very much today's news. If you don't follow the news, uh, I don't blame you. And see, none of these people have any avenue to justice whatsoever because Moderna and Pfizer are both shielded against liability. And they keep that shield up because their EUAs have run out long ago by continuing to vaccinate juveniles. Now that's in the United States. I can't speak for Britain, but obviously these people have no avenue, no venue at all for justice. Obviously they're not allowed to sue either because that's what they do is what Pfizer and Moderna and other pharmaceutical companies do is yes, we'll supply you with our vaccine and it's under emergency use now. So nobody can sue us because you know what you're, you're going to risk it. But the thing is, it was propagandized as no risk whatsoever. And now people can no longer speak, no longer walk, are dead because of it by the hundreds and hundreds of thousands. Remember, whenever you see the VAERS report in the United States, which I'm glad we have it, but the VAERS report, the Vaccine Adverse Effects Report, is run by who? Rochelle Walensky in the CDC, who refuses to release vaccinated hospitalization rates and vaccinated death rates. She refuses to release those things. And the person who runs the VAERS report is Rochelle. I've never seen a patient doctor. Rochelle, I've never seen a patient Walensky. She's the one who controls VAERS. So when you see 40,000 vaccine deaths in the United States, understand that that is one vein out of 11 that they're allowing you to see. Think about, think about anybody who would take a vaccine from a company who wants to keep the development of that very vaccine confidential for 75 years and from a government who's pimping and whoring that vaccine who doesn't want to release the data on the hospitalization rates of those who have taken the vaccine and the death rates of those who have taken the vaccines, death and hospitalization rates from COVID-19. Think about that. But yet here come all the Christians. Uh, let me just open up my veins. Let me jam a metal rod into my, my veins into my blood system that is being propagandized by the globalist left that allegedly I politically and ideologically oppose by the, by the abortioner, the abortionists who I they're pimping and whoring the vaccines, the globalist left, the WEF, the democratic party, the gun grabbers, the homosexual activists, the transgender activists, all the same spirit, all the ones pushing masks, all the ones pushing vaccines, and then all the Christians who ideologically and theologically and politically oppose all of these people open up their bodies to be invaded by their vaccine. Truly amazes me to this day at 28 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, which should have woken you up to begin with at the begin when, when vaccines became available in December of 2020, you might've not wanted to ever take it considering that at that moment, you're about nine months into 15 days to flatten the curve. But yeah, here come all the evangelicals with the word of God at your disposal, the sword of the Holy spirit. At your disposal, whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loose. He took our infirmities, carried our diseases. Whatever you call alive is alive and whatever you call dead is dead. And you open up your veins to the abortionist Democratic Party vaccine. Amazing to me to this day. And see here, right here, this, 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 Bernie's tweets, this is a Bernie's tweets video. This is what the globalists left want for you and me. It's from China. Play it for me. 
Oh, that would never happen in America. Already is happening in America. You strapped the Gestapo. You sw- you st- you slapped a a 2022 swastika on your face if you wore a mask. They went ahead. You know what? As stupid as it is to call a man a woman and a woman a man and to clap and applaud as a male athlete defeats women's athletes in various competitions and claim like that's some sort of social escalation. As stupid as that is, it's just as stupid to strap on a mask. If you, it's, it's really stupid to call a she a he and a he a she, right? Would we all stipulate to that? Well, isn't it equally as stupid to act like a virus is 99.9% non-survival when it's 99.9% survivable post-infection? It's equally as stupid. This would never happen here. Look at those people standing in line there like this. If, if we were, if we weren't get, if we wouldn't get, what is it called? Trademark or what is it? When we get, we get uh, banned for playing songs. What's that called? Copyright. Copyright infringement. If it wasn't for that, you can side by side it. That'd be cool if you did it. If, yeah, go ahead and do it. If you guys are going to do it, do it. Cause I've, you're distracting me. There you go. There's I'm seeing multiple screens. That's why it distracts me. But anyway, you see like you, people don't think that that's possible here. If we could only play, um, we don't need no education from Pink Floyd. That would fit perfectly with this video right here. Because that's exactly what it is. And you don't believe that that's the Democratic Party dream for you? You're like, no, because they wouldn't want to be in that situation. Yes, they would. They're the ones standing there with guns. Who has guns? Put that, put that, put this one up side by side right next to me. The one you got loaded up, Will. Go ahead, right there. Who has guns and who doesn't? Both of these men in this picture have guns. One of them is allegedly... The prime minister of a democracy, and one of them is an autocratic dictator. A dictator. How are they different in any way? Putin doesn't want any of his civilians to have guns. Trudeau doesn't want any of his civilians to have guns. They're both pro-abortion. And actually, probably Putin limits abortion far more than Trudeau does. Trudeau freezes his political opponent's bank accounts. I don't know if Putin does that or not. Let's compare. You don't think Trudeau would be happy for you to stand in line, silent, head down and masked for your daily government provision. It's exactly what he wants. It's exactly, that's been the goal from day one. He is a young globalist leader for the world economic forum. Half of his cabinets are young global leaders of the world economic forum. This is exactly what they want. That's, that's all world economic forum is nothing more than a code world, a code word for the destruction of democracies and the destruction of capitalism and a one world order. It's exactly what they want. Compare the two. One of these people banned descendants from leaving the country. Uh, that would be Justin Trudeau. Shut down protesters' bank accounts. That would be Justin Trudeau, not Vladimir Putin. So not Vladimir Putin on one, not Vladimir Putin too. Declared martial law and banned protests against his regime. They were protesting in Russia. They did that too. Now who banned that? That would be Justin Trudeau. The other person is Vladimir Putin. You don't think Justin Trudeau and Joe Biden would be happy for you to stand in line with your head down, masked, waiting for your daily uh, government provision? Because it's already happening. They have guns, you don't. Joe Biden lives, Joe Biden built a wall around his beachfront mansion in Delaware, one of his mansions. Built a wall around it. Built by your tax dollars, by the way. Huge, nice, huge. I'm sure it's a. I'm sure it's a razor wire fence. It's huge around around his residence, right? He has guns. He has a wall. You're not allowed to have either one. Inflation doesn't affect him. Inflation doesn't affect Trudeau. Trudeau has seized, well, not seized, frozen. So freeze is what I meant to say. Frozen. The manufacturing of firearms in his country. Why would that be? 
Who does that? Go back in time. Who does that? Free societies or communist societies? Free societies or autocratic societies? Democratic or autocratic? Which one sees firearms? That's their goal. It really is their goal. People know they're Americans. They're not Americans. If you don't believe in the Constitution, you're not an American. And you hear me say this a thousand times on this podcast. Joe Biden does not consider himself the president of a sovereign nation. Justin Trudeau does not consider himself to be a prime minister of a sovereign nation. Emmanuel Macron, Scott Morrison, formerly of Australia. Boris Johnson. And by the way, you got Boris Johnson being removed. I can't, just forgot I have it written here. Where do I have it? Eh, Fred. I don't know where I got it in my notes. Drago, Drago, something or other. The president of, I don't have it here. The president of Italy is looking to resign. Boris Johnson has resigned as the head of his party. Listen, it's coming. I told you that we're winning. Now, what countries have to be careful of is they don't list into communism. Communism is not the answer to communism. But all of these leaders do not consider themselves to be leaders of sovereign nations. They consider themselves to be governors of global estates. That is their goal. What you saw in that China picture is Boris Johnson's dream. Emmanuel Macron's dream. Joe Biden's dream. Jacinda Ardern's dream. Because they're all members of the World Economic Forum. All right, here's... uh, Oh, wait. Move on to the next one. Bernie Sweets. This is... Speaking of Emmanuel Macron, this is a big win. I told you that we're winning. Emmanuel Macron, both sides of the political aisle. In other words, both, you know, it's, it's a little bit less distinguishable in France, but just for ease of conversation, the left and the right of the political aisle all came together and voted down Emmanuel Macron's vaccine mandates and what, what, what they call in, in France, the green pass, which is by the way, the exact same, uh, COVID, uh, COVID, uh, vaccine passport that's the same name that's vaccine passports it's the same name for the vaccine passport in china vaccine passport in china is called the green pass vaccine passport in in france very coincidentally is called the green pass vaccine passport in israel is called the green pass now they this voted that down the left and right voted down vaccine passports i.e green passes in france and here was their response play it for me So we have that happening. And let me say this because I'm about to attack Trump for just a second because I'm about to show you this anomaly video. Trump never pushed for vaccine mandates, but Trump very much pushed and is pushing for and defending Operation Warp Speed. Play it for me. We did a hell of a job. Never got credit for that. More people died under Biden. You saw that. And the job we did with COVID or as some people call it to be more accurate the China virus but we did so much in terms of therapeutics and a word that i'm not allowed to mention but i'm still proud of that word because we did it we did that we did that in nine months and it was supposed to take five years to 12 years nobody else could have done it but i'm not mentioning it in front of my people but someday we're gonna have to all sit down and have a little talk but you know i'll be happy to sit down and have a talk with you donald about your vaccine vaccine that has 12% efficacy for one week, 1% efficacy after, after that. 
In other words, it works 12% of the time for seven days, and after that works 1% of the time, not to mention the ADE and the the coronary embolisms that you're having in the midst of that alleged working. Where did I get that data from? Pfizer themselves, when they were forced by a federal judge to release their vaccine development information that they wanted to keep concealed for 75 years. Let's talk about that, Donald Trump. And I can flat out tell you, listen, that is a major, major problem for this man. That he will not acknowledge that Operation Warp Speed has killed a minimum by the VARES, which is only VARES report, as I said earlier, is only one eleventh. One eleventh of that's one vein of eleven veins that's supposed to feed into the VARES report that you're supposed to see, but keeps concealed, but is kept concealed by Rochelle Walensky ahead of the CDC, because the VARES report comes from the CDC. But Donald Trump acting like that's a success and we won't talk about it in front of people, but one day we're going to have to have a talk. Let's have a talk, Donald. Let's talk about how your vaccine has increased military, military ailments and military, all military maladies by, by 300 to 1600%. Let's talk about right now how 90% of all COVID infections, hospitalizations and deaths are among the fully vaccinated from your operation warp speed. The reason why Donald Trump was so crazy about Donald Trump, as much as I love him in most other areas, it's amazing how blind he is to the very fact that the reason why he's no longer president is because of his own response to COVID-19. Lockdowns that don't work. Remember, it's 15 days to flatten the curve that he ended up extending to 60 days. He did that. See this uh, equal opportunity. I am no sycophant. Truth is truth. Trump's lying, which he is right there. He's either lying or galactically ignorant, and he's not ignorant. Let's talk about your vaccines. Let's talk about the hundreds of thousands of people. Anybody, is he ever, he's, problem probably is, is he got kicked off Twitter, and he's not seeing all the stories out there from doctors and nurses that are publicly beginning to testify that they are having to deal with heart ailments in 12-year-olds, heart ailments in 21-year-olds, strokes in, in, in 11 year olds all over the globe. So if he wants to have a conversation, if he runs on that, he's losing. He's that's why he's not he's not using the word. The reason why he's not is because he will lose and he had better dump that. I would rather lose with somebody who's not pimping and whoring vaccines that don't work. Not only it's not that they just don't work. His, his Operation Warp Speed ushered in the proliferation of vaccine mandates where you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your QR-coded mark of the beast. And of course, he was against mandates. I'm always going to say what's true. He's against, man, man, uh, against vaccine mandates. He was against mass mandates. He was against lockdowns after his 60-day lockdown. Credit where credit is due. I still vehemently, zealously voted for Donald Trump. And I would again against any Democratic opponent, but he is flat out wrong on vaccines. Absolutely flat out wrong. How he can sit up there in a stage with in front of a massive rally. I notice how I'm losing viewers when I badmouth Trump. Don't be a sycophant for any human being. The human beings are not the embodiment of truth. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 17, 9. Don't be a sycophant for any human being. Always go with what is true. Love rejoices in the truth. Love does not rejoice in iniquity. Love rejoices in the truth. First Corinthians 13, six. 
He better get off this wagon. He better get off of it in a hurry. Let me cover food before we go. Jumpstar video, possible conflicts of interest. Play it for me. What, what are they worried about with nitrogen? It sounds laughable to me. It is laughable, and that is what you should take away from this. It's not a real crisis. Obviously, nitrogen isn't a problem, especially not when you consider the fact that, well, the Netherlands, like I said, is such a small piece of land. Yeah. We have our neighboring countries, Belgium and, and Germany, that don't have to implement any of these measures, but the Dutch government is doing it. And the real reason, obviously, behind it is that the Dutch state wants the farmer's land. Because probably there are a couple of reasons. So the farmers, first of all, they're a group in society that are very self-reliant. They are basically ungovernable in that sense. You know, they own a lot of the Dutch land and they, well, they produce agricultural products. They have livestock. They produce beef. Yeah. And what's interesting to know is that the Dutch minister who has pushed this nitrogen law has a brother-in-law who is the owner of the Dutch online supermarket called Picnic. Guess who invested $600 million in Picnic last year? Right, Bill Gates, the man who wants you to oh. eat fake meat. And, you know, that's not just uh, a conspiracy theory. I know, for example, that uh, the head of uh, the Netherlands, am I pronouncing his name right, Rut? Rut? How, do you how do you pronounce the name of the, the leader of uh, the Netherlands? He's a, he's a serious member of the World Economic Forum, too. Who's, what's his name? Mark Rutte. Yes, Rutte. Mark Rutte is very, very deeply involved in the World Economic Forum. And, well, it's obvious that this law is a product, again, of these globalist institutions, yeah. because this needs to happen before 2030. Rings a bell, right? Agenda 2030, the yeah. Great Reset, World Economic Forum. It's very clear that this is a made-up crisis, which we've seen before with these organizations. That's the way they ha handle, that's the way they operate these things. They say, we have a crisis. And you are the ones that are going to have to solve this by giving up all of your rights. Yeah. So that's what's happening here. They're taking away these farmers' this land. They're taking away property because they see a future for us in which we're, we're completely dependent on the state. You eat bugs. <laughs> and, well, they own your land. You, you, know, they, you own nothing and you'll be happy is what they say to you. But these Before I get into this, let me answer some people that are saying stuff online right now, which I usually don't do. But Aaron just told me, so I just want to tell you, people are saying, that's not why Trump lost. His COVID response and his vaccine pushing is not why he lost. Yes, it is. Why was there a fraud? You know, people are saying, it was the fraudulent election. The Democrats stole the election. Why were they able to steal the election? Because a 99.9% .9 survival virus was propagandized as a 99.9% .9 deadly non-survivable virus which Trump actually propagandized himself for 60 days. When you put that in the bloodstream, that this is an existential threat to life, and now people can't go and vote in person, and you have the biggest mail-in mail balloting in history, because you didn't stand up and say, you know what, this is a very treatable situation. Yes, it is a flu bug. Yes, it is a coronavirus, which is technically a common cold. Yes, it is that. And yes, it is a threat to the obese and the elderly, but very treatable with vitamin D, with zinc, with ivermectin, and with hydroxychloroquine. Very treatable. You knew right away the hospitalization rates were low. The Army Corps of Engineers were building these hospitals all over the United States and not, never saw one patient. $660 million. It's like I told you, 
the USS Comfort goes into New York Harbor because New York's being overrun with COVID patients, overrun. Trump retrofits the ship to go in and support because they got all the body wagons in New York, the refrigerator trucks collecting all the bodies, which wasn't true at all. And so that ship should have been overrun. Not only was that ship only saw 127 patients, the Army Corps of Engineer Hospital that was built there to see thousands of patients saw zero. He knew that. But because there's political consequences of not treating a 99.9% survival virus as a 99.9% non-survival virus, you don't treat it as a non-survival virus. There's political consequences. You stand. But because he treated it like the plague, it was not. He validated and credentialed a fraudulent election himself, as well as all the COVID caving conservatives, all the COVID caving Christians, all the COVID caving pastors. You credentialed a fraudulent election. You open it wide open to the demons. You open it wide open to Miss Ruby in Atlanta, who's got all of her uh, non-traceable ballots. The people, all these ballots that came in just says Joe Biden voted check check mark for Joe Biden. And no down balloting at all by the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands. Nobody can check them. Mark Elias meets with Perkins. I mean, Mark Elias of Perkins Cooey meets with Brad Raffensperger, the, the secretary of state of Georgia, which makes it, they, they come together and unilaterally uh, decide, unilaterally put into practice, which is illegal, has to go through the state legislature, which it didn't. They made it impossible to adjudicate ballots. Funny how that works because you'd have so many more ballots being a mass mail-in election that need to be adjudicated. They made it impossible to adjudicate elections. So because he treated, because he and other Republicans, and of course the Democrats did that which is demonic. If you, you can't restrain the demonic and do what the demonic's doing. What, how do, what do you mean, Tom? Well, if the demonic, if, if the demonic purpose behind all of this is to treat a non-virulent virus as a virulent virus, then you shouldn't in any way, shape, or form cooperate with that. But there's political consequences for not cooperating. You still do what's right. He could have sweetened this whole thing. And I'm not even crazy about how Sweden handled it. But if he even did it as Sweden did it, no lockdowns, no forced masking, no locking down of schools. Everybody who did what was Right is have their hospitals filled right now with COVID patients with people with ADE. So because Trump and all the Republican, all the Republicans with Ted Cruz getting his vaccine, all of them wearing their masks on the Senate and con- congressional floor, the House floor, dutifully wearing their 2020, 2021 and 2022 swastikas on their face, they validated and credentialed a fraudulent election which stipulated that there has to be mass mail-in bounding because it's too much of an existential threat for you, to your life to come and vote in person. They all validated that. That's what caused it. You want to say the fraudulent election caused Trump to lose? Yes, but what caused the fraudulent election? The fraudulent response to COVID-19. That's the deal. Now, I don't have time to get the food. We'll do food on Saturday. 55 minutes of fury will launch there. Listen, I love you all. Even those of you who don't agree with me, just agree with the Bible. Agree with the Bible. Make sure that you're saved. You can even call me names. I don't mind. Jesus called people names. You can call me names. That's fine. Just don't violate the Bible. Make sure you love Jesus. Make sure you follow the word. I don't care whether you follow follow me or not. Just follow the truth. Make sure that you're standing firm. We may not agree on certain things. 
But if you're not a COVID caver, I'm with you. Love you all. Back here, back here, Saturday night, 1030. Don't miss it. God bless you. The days we are living in are truly exciting. It's time to rise up to your calling that God has purpose just for you. Join me for Foundation Church's first ladies conference. Save the date for our beloved conference, August 25th through the 27th. You won't be the same after this weekend. I stand unequivocally on the Word of God, on healing the Bible, prosperity the Bible, sin the Bible, everything, protection the Bible, church the Bible. Check out our new TLP trucker hat. When you give $25 or more to the podcast, we will ship one out to you. Thank you for investing in the program, and we look forward to you tuning in next time.